this is Hotshot Danny Duggan, leader of Team Jacked and Fanny Packed, and you're listening to the J&K Podcast. This is Hotshot Danny Duggan. Join us as CWE celebrates nine damn years. The ninth anniversary tour, May 10th through June 3rd, across five Canadian provinces. Check out cwecanada.ca for more information. This is Ryan Bowman, editor-in-chief of TheGorillaPosition.com, and you're listening to the J&K Podcast. The J&K Podcast is brought to you by CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Collar and Elbow was founded on the traditional values of professional wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product intended to connect with people on an emotional level. A symbiotic relationship where one cannot flourish without the other. We strive to create a product that embodies our passion for professional wrestling expressed through street fashion. Make sure to use promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout and receive yourself a sweet 10% off your entire order from CollarAndElbowBrand.com. All right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Carrollfell here on the JNK Podcast. What's going on? What's up, guys? All right, so another week has come and gone here, Carl, and there's uh, quite a bit going on, at least uh, so far on uh, the Raw side of things. Uh, things getting shaken up, so to speak. And uh, we'll see tonight. Well, you know, here in uh, this portion of Canada, we may have to wait an additional evening due to some uh, programming conflicts uh, with uh, Sportsnet. We uh, likely won't be able to see Raw until Wednesday evening. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens with that. But before we get into all that discussion, though, let us take a look at our usual clip here. And this, again, uh, comes from our friends at The Simpsons. And Mr. Troy McClure, let us learn a little bit about Rancho Relaxo. Oh, hello, and welcome to Rancho Relaxo. I'm Troy McClure. You might remember me from such films as Today We Kill, Tomorrow We Die, and Gladys the Groovy Mule. But today you'll see me in my greatest role, your video tour guide to Rancho Relaxo. Our tour starts in your very own room, where Relaxo Vision offers you the latest Hollywood hits. And after midnight, the finest R-rated movies Europe has to offer. Ooh la la. Today's selections are... Thelma and Louise. The happy little elves meet Fuzzy Snuggle Duck and the erotic awakening of S. Chef Rodrigo, what are you up to? A taste for yourself, Troy. Mmm, that can't be good for me. It tastes too good. Mm, that's where you're wrong, Troy. This whole pot is only 14 calories. Oh, Gregory, where have you been all my life? <laughs> Feeling tense? <clears throat> then just push nine on your phone. Then the pound sign. Then 483. We'll do the rest. Oh. 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 March, it's times like this I'm glad I flunked out of that Mexican med school. 
<sighs> Bungee jumping, kayaking, calligraphy, cigar making, hula dancing. Hmm, I guess I've done everything. By now you've seen what Rancho Relaxo has to offer. Uh-huh. But remember, we can't tell you how to have a good time. You have to tell us. Oh. As I said to Dolores Montenegro in Calling All Quakers, have it your way, baby. So there you go, a little uh, Rancho Relaxo there for you, another classic Simpsons bit there that I'd share with everybody. Now... Wrestling-wise here, there has been a fair amount uh, going on. Like I mentioned, the um, the Superstar Shake-Up happening first on Raw and then coming up on SmackDown uh, later on. But uh, probably the, the biggest thing uh, to be making wrestling news is involving Mr. John Cena and Nikki Bella. Yeah, breaking news that had come out actually a couple of days ago that um, really we kind of got caught off guard with this. Mm -hmm. um, it was very abrupt and just kind of weird that this was actually happening. Um, if you don't know by now, uh, after being engaged, John Cena and Nikki Bella have decided to break their engagement and call it quits. Mm-hmm. Very kind of abruptly. And, you know, in, in the details, you know, from what I've been kind of looking at, at it, you know, there's definitely a lot going on, obviously, social media, you know, people poking fun, you know, the, the most common bit being, well, I, it's not a surprise considering that she couldn't see him, you know, playing on the whole, you know, can't see me bit there. But, uh, you know, definitely, you know, from what I've seen, it definitely doesn't seem to be any kind of storyline or, or any uh, kayfabe or anything like that going on. It seems to be a legitimate split. So, you know, when it comes to that, I, I think that, you know, just as, you know, not, not only as, you know, podcasters and, and people in the media and the internet wrestling community i think uh you know given from what i can see i think we need to just kind of back off and just kind of let them deal with it because it, it does seem to be uh, just a legitimate personal matter between the two and it seems to be um you know that they're both agreeing on this and that um, uh, just as a public and and whatnot i think we just need to kind of just let it be because you know to, to get to nitpick or to think this is part of some WWE storyline, I don't think it's necessarily proper in this case from what I've seen. Definitely. And I mean, you, you talk about the, um, the information that was given or not information, but the people talking about, uh, you know, like she can't see him, whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess another one that I had seen quite frequently was, um, of course, John Cena kicks out at number two, yeah. because what do you have? You have dating mm -hmm. engagement and marriage. And then marriage, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, literally less than, I think, less than a month away from when they were actually supposed to get married. Uh, this has happened. So, you know, it kind of is what it is. You know, some people aren't meant for each other. Things happen, you know, especially in the wrestling business. Don't get to see each other much, you know, if you're on uh, opposite brands or all over the place. So, it honestly doesn't surprise me personally. But, you know, as for delving into the details, you know, at least on this podcast, uh, we're going to, I think, steer clear of the, the dirt sheets and the... Uh, and the, uh, you know, giving our opinion too much about it because it seems to be just a legitimate personal thing and we should just let it be. Yeah, and they kind of asked for that as well, right? I mean, the post that they put out there, I mean, they're they're in the public eye, right? Mm -hmm. So they kind of put it out there to everybody so that it wasn't, you know, uh, something that was that was hidden from everybody. And they kind of said, you know, like, give us our give us our space, please. We, we would yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now, the, you know, 
rest of what's happened here, you know, so far, like I said, uh, you know, it's probably be a fairly busy week here, and especially in the WWE side of things, with things getting shuffled around, quite a bit, you know, moved on the Raw side of things, and to kick off Monday Night Raw, kind of in a big way, we had uh, Jinder Mahal coming over from SmackDown with the United States title, uh, defending it against a returning Jeff Hardy, and Jeff Hardy winning that United States Championship. So, now what does that mean? Because that's supposed to be the 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 mid Carter title for for SmackDown yep. won by a Raw superstar and you know you have the Intercontinental title being held by Seth Rollins on Raw as well so we'll have to see what happens with that is Seth going to go to SmackDown or is Raw or sorry is Jeff going to take that uh, United States title back to SmackDown and break up the Hardy thing going on there it'd be very interesting to see what happens with that um, I myself was actually surprised that Jeff Hardy uh, had beaten Jinder Mahal or that they allowed you know, for, for Jeff Hardy to take that title. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm okay with it, though. I mean, I like Jinder Mahal, don't get me wrong. Um, but to see Jeff Hardy with another title run, um, whether even if it's a mid-card title uh, in the WWE, I, I, I kind of like it, and I'm, I'm happy that it happened. Um, like you said, biggest question now, Seth to SmackDown or Jeff Hardy to SmackDown, which is going to happen. Exactly, and you know Jeff hasn't held that title yet, so it's first time with the United States title, and you know remains to be seen will he do with it? Will they recycle the, you know, you know the U.S. title open challenge thing again? We'll have to see when it comes to that. Um, we also had some stuff involving Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, yes. uh, because as far as we knew, uh, you know, at least storyline wise, and kayfabe wise, that um, they were essentially. Out of the out of the company, they were they WWE went as far as having them on the alumni page on WWE.com and on the WWE app as well. So we found out that due to some technicality or some paperwork mishap or, or whatever, uh, Stephanie McMahon overruling that, that decision and saying that Owens and Zane on Monday Night Raw. Very interesting that that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, happy that they weren't split. <laughs> to be honest, um, yep. I I would have figured that they would have been, I mean, they would have taken either Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn, um, but it, it kind of worked out this way, where Stephanie said, eh, whatever, come on, you're on Raw now, kind of <laughs> yep. thing, right? So, yeah, yeah, it worked out in the best interest of everybody, and uh, almost kind of feels unsettled, though, you know, because Absolutely. they almost kind of just slapped us in the face now and said <laughs> uh, nothing mattered down smackdown yeah right so it did feel a bit like that i would definitely agree so we'll see what um what kind of shenanigans they pull over on raw because you know, there's definitely some going on in smackdown there so um we also had a we had sorry we had dolph ziggler show up but not by himself we had the titus worldwide I, I, I can't do a good Titus impression, but we had him and a uh, Apollo Cruz back to calling him Apollo Cruz again. Yep, and a Dana Brooke who is sadly still doing that, and we had him joined by a debuting or a returning, I should say, Drew McIntyre. So a really nice a surprise there. Uh, a, a interesting mix with Ziggler and McIntyre. Now, do you think that they might keep them as, a, as are they going to be a like a tag team or starting a stable? Or is it just going to be, okay, they debuted together, they came back together, and then uh, they're just going to kind of do their own thing? Honestly, I can see this turning into a stable. Um, WWE seems to be really high on stables right now. Uh, I mean, with the women's division, they brought in 
um, Absolution, right? And they brought in the Riot Squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, on NXT, they've got these different factions that are there with uh, Adam Cole and his faction, right? And then you've got uh, Eric Young and that faction there, right? So, I mean, they seem to be high on it. Um, would I like to see it? Definitely. Because I think it would be a very interesting thing. And essentially, you've got factions in the main roster anyways. I mean, you've mm-hmm. got, like, uh, the New Day. They're essentially a faction. Yep. Right? Absolutely. I mean, anything more than two people. I mean, two people's a tag team. Three people's a faction. Right? Mm-hmm. What I could potentially see happening, because there's one faction, again, that's we're calling it, you can call it whatever you will, that, you know, hasn't really seen the late of day, at least on television-wise, where I think, you know, maybe Drew McIntyre and maybe Ziggler, you know, could come into play here. And they've been doing some stuff at live shows or anything with them, and it involves um, our former uh, Termogle Talk guest, Gunner, and, uh, you know, a few other people in that group. You know, they haven't really done much with that yet. Could they, you know, bypass them through NXT and take them right to the main roster, maybe include these two? I think they definitely... have a long shot. (laughs) It is a long shot, but I definitely could see it. You know who I would love to see? I would love to see Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre and Gunner and James Storm. Yeah, that'd be a pretty killer group there. The four of them (laughs) in a faction would be amazing. Now, interestingly, you had mentioned... uh, James Storm, because there's somebody a little bit further down the list that we'll get to. But uh, before that one, we had Natalia coming over to SmackDown and getting a little bit of help. Wait, from, wait, wait. Oh, we had Natalia coming from SmackDown from, from over Smackdown to Raw. To Raw that's what I meant yeah. to say. And had some help from a Ronda Rousey, who so far, since WrestleMania, has only kind of done these run-ins and, and whatnot. So we'll see if, uh, you know, is Natalia still going to be continuing with this heel character because it's hard to tell with Rousey. It seems to be that she's not necessarily a heel. So we'll see, you know, if they form some kind of partnership or, you know, go thing with them too, maybe get run uh, some more in ring time to kind of, um, actually see if she can continue to work on a regular basis. I think at this time it's, it's a good way that they're doing this with, uh, you know, possibly putting her, um, you know, in with with Natalia kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now whether they they kind of keep them together or separate them, I think Ronda Rousey can really learn from Natalia. Mm-hmm. Whether they're doing matches together uh, against each other, whether they're doing matches in a tag team type of situation, um, rumor has it that possibly Natalia could turn heel on Ronda Rousey. Uh, which would make for, you know, they've worked together for so long. They, you know, teacher-student kind of thing, right? And uh, I think really that could play out nicely if Ronda Rousey can really learn from one of the best female pro wrestlers in the industry today. Mm-hmm. One of the last to graduate from the dungeon, of course, from uh, with Stu Hart there. So you know, definitely learn from somebody with some good experience, absolutely. Uh, next up, uh, didn't appear in a match or, or really on Rob, but they did kind of a, a vignette uh, ad type thing. Uh, Baron Corbin coming over to Monday Night Raw as well. Uh, somebody who you know Vince uh, currently is and, and has been for a little while feels like he's going to be a major player coming on further down the road. So I really hope so. I mean, I have high hopes for Baron Corbin. Um, unfortunately, uh, you know they had let him win the. Um, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, and that uh, just seems to be almost a deal breaker for 
everybody really that's won it. They really seem to not do very much with them afterwards. But I mean, Baron Corbin is now starting to really pick up again and uh, hopefully good run. Mm -hmm. Now, a name uh, here that uh, I'll actually wait till a little bit later because these are kind of out of order a little bit. So we'll get back to that one. But we had, uh, uh, looks like a Chad Gable coming over as well. Again, didn't really do anything on on Raw. Just uh, a person kind of uh, thrown into the mix here. Coming to Raw without Shel- Sheldon Benjamin, apparently. Yes. So we'll see what uh, comes with that. Uh, Mojo Raleigh and Zack Ryder, um, strangely enough, uh, both coming over to Raw as well. And the Ascension and uh, Mike Kanellis. So those are the ones that kind of flew below the radar. I didn't really get any TV time. But uh, definitely coming over to be part of that uh, Rod product. I think uh, out of those ones, the one that I'm kind of most most interested to see, you know, what they can do is Mike Kanellis to see if maybe finally they can get him to to do a little bit more. I really hope so. Now that they've got him over on Raw, let's hope that they can um, really let him just go out there and shine the way that he he can and that he should. Um, I get a lot of flack from people because I I like. Canellis's work I yeah. you know I, I've I've watched him and followed him when he was Mike Bennett going through you know Indies and Ring of Honor and 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 you know different promotions um I'm really happy that he's made it to the WWE and really happy that they've brought him onto the main roster I just really hope that they do something good with him and allow him to show what he can do mm-hmm. shut all those haters down yeah for sure and uh, we also had the the Riot Squad, uh, Ruby Riot, and trying to remember here, uh, not Mandy Rose, um, Liv Morgan, and Sarah Logan, yep. uh, coming over to to Raw as well, and so we'll see what uh, you know if they can make a, an impact on Raw as well. Now the before we we get to another one too, which they actually didn't talk about, but this is kind of done separately of all this, but. Um, the main event for for uh, was was very interesting. It was a a ten man tag team match. I hope I'm going to get all this right here. We had the uh, Miz Taraz and Miz Miz, sorry, and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus Finn, Seth, Bobby Lashley, Braun Strowman, and then somebody who was a mystery partner. And I was watching this and. Really kind of curious, you know, with Strowman in the match, I was like, okay, are they going to do, you know, the kid angle again? Or, you know, as, you know, earlier in the show, Kurt kind of alluded to it and, and made it almost kind of sound like it was going to be something brand new that we haven't seen, you know, in WWE at all, period. Ended up uh, still being pretty cool, or, or very cool, if you're, a, if you're a fan of this guy. Bobby Roode, the, uh, the mystery partner for that team. So him coming over to Monday Night Raw. I don't mind that at all. Mm-hmm. Honestly, no matter where Bobby Roode is, he really can make an impact if given the opportunity and the chance to. We've seen him over on SmackDown holding titles over there, you know, teaming up with Charlotte and doing this mixed match uh, mixed match challenge. Yep. It's always a tongue twister trying to say that. <laughs> um, yeah. But he just he shines everywhere that he, he really goes. So I'm happy that he's going to be on Raw to be able to show the Raw fans now what Bobby Roode can actually do. Because you can't disagree with this. There are fans who just watch Raw. There are fans who just watch SmackDown. Yep. They, you know, there are fans who just watch Impact. They're hiring, by the way. There are <laughs> fans who just watch Ring of Honor. You know, so it's it, it's good to be able to 
get Bobby Roode to see to be seen by different people. For me, this match, you know, the, the main event match was really interesting because for, for me, you know, having seen, you know, some TNA in the past and, you know, currently some WWE and everything in between, that, that match almost felt like some kind of weird, like, comic book crossover type thing because you had, like, Bobby Lashley and Seth Rollins and, you know, Bobby Roode and uh, Miz. Like, it just it felt like like old TNA kind of meaning current WWE a little bit too. And just, you know, a weird kind of mix of people you didn't think you would ever see kind of standing next to each other, wrestling each other. That's what, that, that's how it felt like to me. But that's good though. And yeah. I, and I appreciate that they, they actually went out on a, on a limb and did that because now that's, it's got us talking, right. Mm-hmm. And it's going to have other people talking, going, Hey, we just saw Bobby Lashley standing right beside Seth Rollins. Wow. That would be an awesome match, <laughs> right? Right, like yeah. it starts to get people really thinking, yeah. and then uh, you know people start talking, and then from there things just kind of snowball. So, yeah. Now I think to to kind of end, end off here, we'll talk about something you know definitely has people talking again now too because it, it's kind of weird how this has kind of transpired, and this has to do with uh, the greatest Royal Rumble that's happening over in Saudi Arabia, and namely a match that Undertaker was supposed to have. Now this was well, he's a, still having it, still having it, and this was originally going to be Undertaker versus Rusev in a casket match, and then due to some altercation between Lawner or something like that, they they changed their mind and went with a what was going to be a returning Chris Jericho, and then just recently, yesterday, I think maybe you know a little bit before that, flip flopped again and, and another going through Rusev again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at this point, who cares? I mean, <laughs> y- y- again, you're taking The Undertaker and making it a who cares situation. That's Why? so unfortunate, right? Yeah. That's very unfortunate because, you know, there's definitely some potential. I think, you know, they should have just left it alone. You know, maybe use that to um, incorporate it into the storyline and not, not, but uh, to flip flop it and to flip flop back again. I don't know. It just it, it feels like they're just uncertain and not comfortable with the whole thing. Yeah, it really does feel that way. Um, why they went that way? I mean, there's uh, dirt sheets and speculations and stuff like that all out there. Yeah. Uh, we we really don't want to look at those and listen yeah. to those at all. But uh, for whatever reason, they took Rusev out and put Jericho in. For whatever reason, they've now taken Jericho out and putting Rusev back in. <laughs> whether it was from tweets that happened, whether it was from who knows. Yeah. But. Something happened, and now again at the Greatest Royal Rumble, we've got Undertaker versus Rusev casket match. Yeah. So, uh, I, th- I think that you know may have you know, you know I th- think it's probably the better of, of the two um, options. But, I mean, looking at the two and just you know speculation wise, you know, what do you think? You know, do you think Jericho would have been maybe a bigger draw, or is you know Rusev the right match to go with? Just in your personal opinion. I really think that Jericho would have been the bigger draw. Yeah. Um, he really would have. And I mean, like the, the undertaker and Jericho have had matches before. Um, they know how to work with each other. They've worked against each other often. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how Rusev and the undertaker work together from not really having ever worked each other before. So we'll see how it turns out. What I speculate uh, may have been the underlying issue there. You know, there's been some talk that Rusev has been possibly asking for his release. So maybe in an effort to, to keep him, you know, maybe that's why they decide to maybe change their mind. And uh, and maybe they were worried that maybe they were going to lose him to, you know, obviously some other brand, right? 
Very true. Uh, so. Now, I mean, it could even be that all of this stuff that Rusev is doing is all just kayfabe, right? I mean, yep. like, you're still working for the company, yet you take all of the information having to do with WWE off of your social media accounts, <laughs> right? Like, doesn't make sense. Other than it possibly being something kayfabe and something that they may bring out in the future, mm-hmm. right? But, I mean, other than that, who knows? Yeah, again, you know, one of those situations where, you know, because we're uncertain, I, I think that makes it a good thing because we're, it's, um, again, blurring that line. And uh, I definitely feel there needs to be more of that, you know, because that goes back to, you know, we originally started watching professional wrestling where we didn't know necessarily what was actually happening for legitimate or if it was all part of some type of storyline before we even knew that that was a thing. Yes. So I am all for, uh, you know, that kind of stuff happening. And like I said, we'll just have to see what happens um, coming up on, on SmackDown. I'm not going to you know, necessarily get to watch it, uh, you know, when others may get to because of uh, the uh, NHL playoffs happening, apparently. And uh, we'll see uh, NXT as well. You know, there's always uh, exciting stuff going on there too. Maybe could see some other debuts, maybe coming from NXT to SmackDown. Maybe somebody all brand new. Who knows? We'll see what uh, goes on there. You know, Miz is going to be over to, to SmackDown now, so I'm sure that they're going to rekindle that Daniel Bryan Miz rivalry, which uh, I think has uh, been in the works for a long time. I think uh, it could be something uh, really cool if they pull it off properly. So. Hundred percent, it it could be. So, yeah. be very interesting to see. Looking forward to seeing it. Uh, SmackDown tonight, or you know, watch tomorrow night, whichever yeah. you can. Um, either way, things really look like they're going to be shaken up from this shakeup, and some good storylines and some good work can actually come out of all of this now if they, uh, you know, write and play their their cards right. So, really looking forward to all of that. Um, next week we're going to go through the SmackDown one and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, kind of give our breakdown on that as well. So just so happens that, you know, we put this out on a Tuesday, so it's kind of hard for us to, exactly. you know, see SmackDown and, uh, give our opinions on that as well. So, yep. And we'll, we'll see what happens, you know, hopefully uh, things getting shooken up here, you know, and, and hopefully they can, you know, with all the, you know, these changes and uh, surprise and everything, it, you know, it gets me kind of excited and optimistic. And then just hopefully you know, they can carry that momentum and keep it going for you know, a good period of time because, you know, after these changes ten, tend to happen, you know, then things kind of plateau and kind of level off and then they tend to kind of coast with some of the stuff. So we'll see if they can, uh, you know, keep going and uh, keep it exciting and keep us on our toes for, uh, you know, hopefully until next, year, next year's WrestleMania. Hopefully. Right, well, I think that's a good way to wrap it up here, uh, Carl. Uh, let's uh, end off by you telling us a little bit about uh, where our listeners can find us on social media. Definitely. We are on Facebook, we are on Instagram, and we are on Twitter. You can find us in all three of those locations by looking up at JK Podcasts with an S on the end, at JK Podcasts. That's where you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yeah, and for actually listening to our podcast, of course, you can find us on Podbean. That's our, our main platform. That's where we started. But you can also now find us on Google Play, iTunes, and, of course, on YouTube. So basically, your platform of choice, you can find us by searching the Joe and Carl podcast on those other three and just JNK podcast 
on Podbean, and you can uh, get access to you know, a lot of other podcasts. Tend to kind of cut things off and get rid of all recordings. You can go all the way back to our very first episode and get every single episode that we've ever put out. Definitely. All right. Well, that's a good way to wrap it up here, guys. So we will see you on the next one. Ciao. This is the Top Gun Chase Brood, and you're listening to the J&K Podcast. This is ECW Original, the Enforcer, C.W. Anderson. I'm listening and always listen to Turnbuckle Talk with Joe and Carl, not only because I am an Anderson, because these guys are extremes.